Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, Spotify, also the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, in the description here on the podcast feeds and on the YouTube channel, you will find Off the Floor. The link to the new Off the Floor, our Discord, has about 20 times more features than the other one did. So make sure you check this out, $2.99 per month. Chats for all of you, host updates, special Q&As, prize picks, contests, and then there's non-basketball stuff on there also if you just want to hide from Twitter. So check it out. Go to the new Off the Floor. Again, it's in the description here, also on the top of my Twitter feed. Also check out Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN. Get your initial deposit matched. Well, not matched. What am I talking about? That's prize picks. I'm sorry. Better Edge, 20 bucks to play. They don't even have to match anything. They're just going to give you 20 bucks. Use the code 5RSN. This is our official gambling partner. It's legal in the state of Florida and 43 other states. You're betting against others who use it, not against the app itself. Our contests for NBA are just 3 bucks. Our NFL contests are just 10 bucks. You do the math. We're basically giving you free money to enter our contest. So go to betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to Biscay. Yikes. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing. You can check the score. Hustle hard. Couple scars. Ran bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop in one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power. Have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me, Ethan J. Skolnick, in the Five Reasons Sports. i got Greg Sylvander. You can follow me, Greg Sylvander. Check out our three recent episodes related to the Tyler Hero situation. We're going to deviate a little bit here entering a back-to-back. The Heat play Atlanta. Uh, the Hawks in Atlanta, and then they go to San Antonio for their first regular season look at Wemby. They saw him in the preseason. We will see him now in the regular season. So big back-to-back. I cannot guarantee Jimmy's going to play in both ends of it. Be prepared for that. Already no hero. Caleb Martin's already been ruled out for the Atlanta game, so probably for the San Antonio game as well. So shorthanded, we know they're going to be shorthanded. The topic we want to hit today is – Minimum contracts. And the reason that we're hitting this is because it's commonly said, well, he's just a minimum guy. Like, what are you expecting? Like, we hear this all the time. Like, okay, in the Heat's case, they need to get something out of their minimum deals because they have a top-heavy roster. They don't want to be a second apron team. They're likely not going to use these this exceptions. I, the exceptions. I saw a list where they have three of the top – 20, 20. Um, yep. Yep. biggest it's exceptions. We expect all of those to eventually expire. They are trying to, you know, I don't cut corners is too strong a word and they'll get upset at me for saying that. It's not that it's, it's more so 
they're trying to maximize everywhere, right? Like so that they can they can make this roster work when it is top heavy. When you have Jimmy making that much, Bam making that much, Tyler making that much, Kyle making that much, and Duncan making that much. You got all that money really going to five players. And again, you're trying to avoid second apron. You're not filling the last roster spot. Your minimum guys have to hit more often than not. Yes. And that's not just true for them. It's true for other teams around the NBA. And that's why it matters that Josh Richardson and Thomas Bryant and others, we can call Kevin Love kind of a minimum. It's a little bit above it, right? But um, these guys have to have impact. Now, Haywood Highsmith right now is outperforming his contract. That is a positive. Yeah. He's your starting power forward, and it looks like he's a good one. So you, there are things, and Caleb Martin is a is a relative bargain when he's playing uh-huh. right now, at least until he's a free agent, and then we see what he gets. So you do have some maximizing around the roster, but you also you need to get production for some of these minimums. And you and I went through a list of minimums around the league, and there were a lot of teams getting impact uh, from their minimum guys. I mean, this list you sent me, here's some of them that, that went around the league, and I believe all of these are actual minimums, okay? We're very close to it. Mm-hmm. Christian Wood, Lakers, Kelly Oubre, Philadelphia. I mentioned Josh and Thomas Bryant uh, here with Miami. Dennis Smith Jr. with the Nets. He's been banged up at times uh, this season. Lonnie Walker with the Nets. He's been outstanding. Yeah, um, I've always liked him. Always going Me back too. to Miami and Kane's bias. Very biased, and I, I thought the Heat should have taken shots on him at various times. Eric Gordon. It's playing a pretty prominent role uh, with Phoenix right now. Josh Akogi, same for him. Um, I can never pronounce Yuta's last name. Watanabe. Thank you. Campaign is in Milwaukee. Jay Crowder's in Milwaukee. Malik Beasley's starting in Milwaukee. Dario Saric is uh, is playing significant minutes in Golden State, shooting 37% from three, averaging eight and seven coming into tonight. Corey Joseph. I don't even know where Corey Joseph is right now. Where is Golden he? State as well. Golden State as well. Chris Dunn is in Utah. Utah and Cam Reddish is has been getting some starts with the Lakers uh, in Torian Prince's absence. We actually saw him miss the big three against Miami that could have won the game on uh, the pass from LeBron. Um, some of these guys, Greg, we talked about in the offseason, and it seemed like their acquisition was dependent on Dame coming. Yeah, Christian Wood was one. Kelly Oubre was another. I'm going to say right now, because nobody's perfect here, including the Heat and including me and you, Kelly Oubre has surprised the hell out of me so far this year. Like I, I, you and I, I don't think you and I were cheerleading for them to add. No. Him, right? Even with Dane. No, I felt like it was a situation where if it was so connected to the Dame acquisition that to me, I would have felt excited enough about Dame being in town that Kelly Oubre, okay, bring him on and let's see how it goes. Uh, but that's not typically the type of player that I, if I'm entering free agency as um, a fan or just someone that wants to analyze what the heck they should do, that's not the prototype for the guy that I pick, right? But he has found that role in Philly and he's playing well, he's shooting well. So you're right. Like that's one that because it seemed connected to Dame and, and Christian Wood – a lot of people have said that that was as well, and I'm not as convinced that that was 100% all just about Dame. 
but I think Ubre was. And so, so far it looks like that's one that got away a little bit. Uh, but, and I'm throwing this out there now as we go through this so that nobody thinks that we're overreacting to small samples and such. I think we both understand that vet minimum guys are going to have ups and downs. So some of these guys may, may go through stretches this season where they struggle, but to your point with Tyler out and in the circumstances of the kind of lineup and the roster construction and the lack of guards and ball handlers and, and, you know, quarterbacks to the offense or whatever you want to call them um, other than point guards, it's relevant to kind of look back through because Josh is, is teetering around that level of not getting enough minutes to really be impactful. Um, so anyway, I will stop rambling other than I think that it's it's interesting and Ubre is probably the one that stings. Dennis Smith Jr. is another one, though, considering the point guard issues uh, behind sure. Yeah, well, Ubre is averaging coming into tonight 17.4 points and five rebounds. And he's also averaging less than an assist a game. We know he doesn't like to pass, which was one, one of my issues with him. Uh, but his shooting splits right now are 52, 41, 80. Now, Ooh. I am not expecting the three-point percentage to stay at that elevated level. But we're seeing the, the Sixers play really well around Maxi and Embiid. Uh, tonight, they were struggling a bit. But a lot of it has to do with Oubre and some of the role players that they've added. They just got a slew of them from the Clippers, and which, again, a Clippers trade that I still don't understand from the Clippers' perspective, and it's sort of working out so far like I expected uh, with the Clippers. who are already 0-2 since Harden's been there, and now they might, might have to move Westbrook to the bench. But I don't know what Oubre would have been doing in Miami necessarily. Um, again, he's been a very erratic three-point shooter over the course of his career, um, and he has been sort of a selfish player, hasn't played – in the playoffs except for two series early very early in his career so he wasn't adding like veteran know-how or anything like that but he's outplayed josh i mean there's no there's no other way to oh, look at it for sure uh so so far and and the other one i'm um, you know you mentioned um you mentioned dennis you know smith jr whose um, numbers don't look yeah. good i'll lead with no, that they, yeah, they go. He's shooting 36% from the floor, 30% from three. He's played seven. He didn't play in that game against the Heat because he was banged up. He's a very good uh, point of attack defender, though. We know that. I think that was the attraction to him. But the Lonnie Walker one, looking at it now, didn't Lonnie sign very late in the process with the Nets? Am I wrong about that? Uh, I can't recall, so I don't want to just spout right, out I'm, like I'm, we I'm, know. I'm, I'm going to find it. But I, I know coming into tonight, he's gone off tonight. Okay, so these averages are going to go up. He was averaging 16 points, three rebounds, two assists, 52, 43, 76 splits, effective field goal percentage of 62%. Um, coming into tonight, his last five games. Now, Cam Thomas is out now, so he's going to get even more run. Uh, his last five games, 17 points, 11 points, 13 points, 19 points, 21 points. He has shot in those games no worse than 45%, up to 63%. So the efficiency has been there and i'm gonna look at it right now he, he is let's see when did he actually sign i'll have to find the exact transaction signed a contract with brooklyn that's july 10th okay so it wasn't it wasn't actually that late um in the game but also he's he's 24 years old he hasn't turned 25 yet i can't and believe he I, took that a, contract 
that that's what's crazy about it. and he's a known quantity to the heat i mean they yeah. it's not like they don't know i mean just like they knew who bruce brown was like they they they, they knew lonnie walker was they they played those on that players all, they yeah actually, exactly the, the, they, they were together for one year at um i was surprised the lakers didn't keep him honestly but when you talk about a high upside guy, someone's 24 years old who can score the ball. We know that. Uh, but he's playing at a higher efficiency level. He would be pl- he would be playing heavy minutes with the Miami Heat oh, right yeah. now. Correct? As a starter. I mean, I, I mean, it I I don't know what else to say because they have I mean, Kyle lately, and coming off of what we just saw, I I don't want to really say anything bad about Kyle because he's keeping them together in, in certain ways, uh, despite the the struggles other on offense. But anyway, um, I I lost where I was going there. What 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 did you just team me well, up with? I said Lottie Walker would be playing a lot. Oh <laughs> gosh, that that and and what I wanted to say was is that even as bad as Dennis Smith Jr.'s numbers look like as we just talk about any of these other guys on the list, or even like a guy like Corey Joseph, who's a journeyman point guard that kind of floats around and he's seems like excess in golden state as for a veteran guard with Chris Paul ahead of him there. It's even despite their stats, not looking great. I could see them in a different situation in Miami looking differently. And so that's just where, um, as we look at the guards on the list and, and also some of the 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 scores, frankly, like even just guys that can get their own shot, things like that. Uh, it's interesting that when you land on Josh, they got him so quickly in free agency, Ethan, and we know about the the call that Spo made, and he closed that. Um, you know, I spoke to sources close to Josh, and they didn't even know that that was coming, and that was like unprompted. Mm-hmm. Spo just just reached out and, and, and made that happen. They're counting on him. And, uh, seemed like a comfort thing, Greg. It seemed like Struess was leaving. Vincent was leaving. And it's kind of like, let's go to the guy we know, um, mm-hmm. who we trust. And I, you and I both heralded the move at the time. And Absolutely. I'm not, look, I'm not counting out Josh getting it together. Um, because, you know, obviously, you know, he, we know he'll put in the work to do it. He's really struggling with his shot right now. He also seems to be struggling with when he's supposed to be the ball handler, when he's not, he's dribbling a lot more, I think, than they would like him to. Alex has talked about him being more of a connector, um, instead of a facilitator. And I don't think they've really gotten to that point. And now with Tyler out, you're going to be asking Josh to probably do more scoring. And I don't know how that's going to go, but I mean, Malik Beasley is another one here. Like he signed with Milwaukee, 26 years old. Um, he signed a two, two, basically two million, a little over $2 million on the contract here. I mean, this is a guy who made 13, 14 and 15 million the past three years. Okay. Uh, which was even more than Josh was making so far this season in Milwaukee, and we just saw him get blown by the other night. That highlight didn't look great, but uh, <laughs> averaging nine points, four rebounds, a couple of assists, shooting 45%, 46% overall, 43% from three, which is his specialty on five attempts per game. He would he would certainly too. take that also. <laughs> yeah. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> so, so, I, I mean, you're just looking at the guards on this list. I mean, Chris Dunn, more of a defender, has never really developed as an offensive player like the hope was. 
Josh Okogie has been pretty good in Phoenix also. He's gotten more minutes because uh, Booker being out, Beal being out. Uh, Eric Gordon, uh, I'm, I'm more of the veteran side. He's also gotten more minutes in Phoenix that I think was anticipated. So you're seeing some of these veterans. There's some of them, some of them, you know, 24, 25, and some of them like Eric, Eric Gordon's got to be 33 at this point, right? He's, he was uh-huh. in the 2009 yeah. draft. Um, hold on. He is. Uh, and, and I wouldn't have wanted. Actually. He wasn't the type of player that I thought Miami should have been targeting regardless. So as we do review all these guys, Eric Gordon is not what I would consider one that got away. Um, I don't even think that there were that that was telegraphed directly to Phoenix as he got yeah. um, released. And 31, only 31% from three when that has been the thing Eric Gordon's done the most. It feels like he's just not a creation player anymore. He's mm-hmm. almost 35 actually. It's not the older ones that, that get me. It's, it's Alani Walker, a Malik Beasley, Josh is right in the middle. Josh is 30. He was supposed to be one of those um, guys. That's it. Right. Right. So he, he has to play at, at something close to that kind of level. Now we talk about the bigs. Uh, there really weren't a lot of bigs out there for the minimum that signed other places that have been notable in any way. I saw Biombo just obviously the, the heat just faced him. I don't know that he would be, he's certainly not an offensive upgrade on Thomas Bryant, probably at this stage is it's still a defensive upgrade, but not necessarily somebody that you want. They didn't have a ton of options. Now Christian Wood is an interesting one only in the sense of, you know, what the potential there is with him. But I, I will tell you watching him play in person the other day, um, I came away thoroughly unimpressed uh, again, and, and I can understand why teams were hesitant with him. I mean, so far this season, eight games uh, for the Lakers, he's, he's averaging eight points, six rebounds, 49% from the floor, 42% from three. Uh, defensively, we know he's not really there. Um, and I'm looking at, at the overall uh, numbers here. Again, he's shooting – He's shooting three threes a game, shooting 42%. So, I mean, it gives you that stretch big thing, but he also doesn't do the other Lead stuff. Lead the wins. <laughs> right, right. So, it's really, I think when we look at this list, it's really Ubre, Lonnie Walker, and Malik Beasley, who probably yeah. would be playing ahead of certain guys on the Heat right now, correct? Agree. But none of which I would, ha- I would rather have than Haywood Highsmith. I'll go on record as saying that. Well, that's fair. And uh, we got to give the heat credit for, for the ones that they find. And like they've said, those type of players tend to work out better for them than the veteran castoffs that they've brought in over time. But I got to think, and I, I respect Nick nurse. So it's not a doc Rivers situation, but I got to think if Philadelphia is getting this out of Ubre, that Spolstra might've been able to get it out of him too. And again, I'll me a culpa on this one. Cause I was not a huge supporter uh, bringing Ubre in even at the minimum, and it appears at least so far that I was wrong. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get into the Josh thing a little bit more here before we close. I do want to mention another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends over at All Pro Construction Builders. You can find them at All Pro Construction Builders and All Pro Construction Builders dot com. You can call Danny. It's a family business. He's a huge Miami Heat fan. 305-484-4429. This is where you go when you need the storm windows, the storm doors. Or the renovations. We know 8% interest rates right now. It's just hard to find a house. Stay in the one you've got. Make it look nicer. Make sure it's protected. All Pro Construction Builders and allproconstructionbuilders.com. Mention five reasons for a discount. 305-484-4429.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. All right, let's let's close the loop here by just discussing Josh towards the end of this. We we did an episode on Josh and Hawkes and, and Bryant, but I want to ask you this because I, I don't think I got into this with you specifically. We know what Josh was. Um, I think we can kind of see what the ceiling may be, although I don't think he's he's gotten close to it the way he's played so far. Certainly, you know, the foot injury in, in camp didn't help um, set him back. And then some of the uneven rotations, guys being in and out him having to learn newer verbiage, which sounds like the old verbiage, but isn't exactly that. I spoke to him about that. There's a lot of reasons, I mm-hmm. think, why he's struggling. And, and the shot just looks off. Like, he's short on everything. How long do you give it, though? Do you See, give him more time because he's done it for you before? He's yeah. been an effective player for you before? You have to. I mean, right now, what else are they going to do? They need him to try to break out of that funk and maybe, you know, him playing more will help him with the shot. And sometimes seeing a couple shots go in starts making everything click in different ways. And I guess part of this is that maybe the thought of Josh being a consistent starter on a contender was the wishful thinking that we need to now put on the shelf. And he's more of like, you need to treat him like Alex has said, a veteran minimum role player that's going to play a role and unfortunately i think in all his previous stops after he left miami he's been kind of in these wishy-washy roles with wishy-washy teams at certain times and um that's i i think that's probably hurt him in really finding his way as like what his what is he in this league um as a player um so i, I think he's trying to find himself and I eventually believe he'll play better. And I think some of these guys that are playing out of their minds and averaging 17 a game will probably flatten a bit at some point. Maybe I'll be wrong, but they need it from Josh. You can't put him on the shelf. You got to try to keep playing him. I mean, what else are you going to do? RJ Hampton. um, I don't know who else it would be, but. Well, RJ Hampton's an interesting name you mentioned because uh, RJ Hampton's the type of guy, if he had developed a little bit more considering what his pedigree is that he wouldn't have had to take uh, the deal that he did with the heat might've been one of these guaranteed veteran, you know, young veteran minimum guys that you would have picked up. I do think there's something to potentially to tap into there as they go forward, but they were counting on Josh. Like there's no way around the contract aside. They were absolutely counting on Josh to the point that going into training camp, the thought process was Josh Richardson was going to be a starter. And that changed in camp with Kyle's desire uh, for to be a starter, with the fact that Kyle, to his credit, came into camp in good shape and performed well in camp. And also because, honestly, I didn't hear a ton of, like, raves about Josh's camp. And I, so I don't think he put them in the position where he forced them to tell Kyle no. Kyle outplayed him in camp from what I heard. And exactly. so that's, that's where you're at. And it's honestly, as much as Kyle's been up and down, it's kind of carried over to the regular season. Like Kyle has outplayed Josh 
in the regular season also. I mean, the, yeah. there's the one it just sucks that we're from Kyle. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I just I want to sneak this in before we close. It sucks that we're having to compare Kyle's role and Josh's impact and in what role he's in because to bring him here and then expect him to do any of what Kyle is responsible for, I just feel right. like that's casting him in, in a – it's not at, setting at, him at up one, for success. At, one, at, at less than one-tenth of the price, right? Yeah. So, so it is unfair to Josh. But also, we were counting on Josh to produce more because they were counting on Josh to produce more yeah. than he has to this point. And, you know, give it a little bit more time. He's obviously going to get more opportunities with Tyler out. Um, but it, there's no way to argue that he's been more effective so far than Kelly Oubre, Lonnie Walker, Malik Heck Beasley, no. or some of these other guys. So not – it doesn't have to be at that level. Nobody's saying score 17, but there needs to be more consistency. And certainly he needs to start making some shots. I mean, I just, that's the thing because he's being left open right now for a reason. When you are open, you are open for a reason and the ball keeps swinging to him. And then there's this little hesitation and then he's missing short. And that, that is going to need to change because minimum or not, he's a rotation player for them right now and is in into the future certainly with uh, with Tyler being out. So they, we'll they were counting happens. on him to be a double digit score point blank. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Thanks to our sponsors, all pro construction builders, better edge use code five RSN sign up for off the floor for sure. And we will have full coverage of the two road games coming up this weekend. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five reason sports network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.